Praise God. Everybody okay? Praise God. Are you claiming your blessing today? Amen. That was, that was, a, that was a few. That's a few people. Amen. We had about, about a third of us. Amen. We'll preach a little bit and see if we can get you a little further along here. Oh, praise God. God's doing some things. God's doing some things. I come against a spirit that don't feel like God's doing anything. I come against a spirit that don't feel like God's doing anything for you. He's doing it for somebody else. Always somewhere else. Always. No, 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 no. God's doing it for you. He's here to bless you, to help you. And, and, and in the midst of that, he's here to make you feel better about yourself. Hallelujah. Y'all, I've never been more scattered in all of my life. Brother Ruck, watch out. Hallelujah. Amen. I know Brother Ruck is so eloquent. He likes to do things like right. And and I'm like, man, I'm just messing Brother Ruck up right now. Because, man, he just. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm I'm not using this for an excuse to be scatterbarreled. But I am feeling that way today. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. I do have a scripture text. But before we do that. Let me just say this to you. Uh, I'm finally old enough, and, and, and I just had a birthday, so I, I really don't want to dwell on age too much, but I just had a birthday. <laughs> and I'll say these things, but if people don't take them wrong like they used to. I'm, I'm a little more settled and a little more secure about things. Listen, if you go to a Baptist church, you expect a Baptist service. A Baptist sermon. Nothing against those folks. Wonderful, wonderful. My brother and I used to go. Good Baptist people used to pick us up and take us to Sunday school and church. So, so, so just, just as a point of reference, we know, we know what we're talking about. I'm not, I'm not trying to be ugly toward those people. If you want a Methodist, when you go to a Methodist church and you get a Methodist preacher, you expect a Methodist service and a Methodist sermon. And I can go down the line and name all flavors of Christianity and religion, and you know what I'm talking about. But when we come to an apostolic, Jesus' name, one God, tongue-talking church, we'll be disappointed if we get anything less than that. We expect it. We expect somebody to shout. We expect to hear somebody speak in tongues. The scripture, the Bible is full of all of that. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. That's what the Bible says. Amen. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lamb. Praise him on the drums. Praise him on the high-sounding cymbals. Praise him on the stringed instruments. Make a joyful noise. Hallelujah. If you want to be biblical and scriptural, that's exactly what it says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Book of Ephesians. Amen. So, so your expectations should be high. You, you should, you should, you know, on training the kids, I almost got off. They just throw it in before I get into my message here. Amen. Uh, parents are supposed to train those kids. It's hard to train a kid not to run in church when we all run in church. <laughs> they have to make the difference here. You know, so parents make sure that then your child, you know, if worship service is going on and you allow them to shout and dance, or, that's okay. But when they walk in the church and if nobody else is shouting, our church is ended, it's, it's not a playground in here. and it's, it's not a racetrack. And so that's up to the parents to do that. I think some parents come to church and they get out of the car and they don't even look at their kids anymore after they, listen, don't expect the church here to raise your children. All right, we'll do what we can and we'll help, but but it's your duty and your job. All right, it's your your duty and your job when the kid says, "Mom, can I go to the bathroom?" No, you've already been twice. They don't let you go do that in the public school. You've already been, and our classes here is not as long as as a class in a public school. Can I get right down there where it all is? They ought to name some people their last name Walker. Because every time I look around, they're walking. This is the Walker family. I mean, how many times you got to go to the bathroom in a in a forty-five minute message? All right. If you're pregnant, you're exempt from all this because I know you have to go a lot. <laughs> and we got we got mothers to be around here. All right. 
Everything's bendable, flexible. Amen. I'm just saying, parents, notice your kids. You know, we used to bring toys once in a while for Chad. You know, he'd do his little cars on it. It's okay. That's back before computers and all electronic gadgets. But he ever been a place where a kid has got a steel truck and he's banging on the, and if he hits once or twice, it's okay. You expect that out of a kid. But the mom is somewhere out in the wild blue yonder, and the dad too. And the baby's beaten on a steel chair, and you could hear it echoing across the whole church. And I'm thinking, I wonder how long it's going to be before those parents notice that that steel truck is making more noise and, and getting louder than they could possibly turn the microphone up. We can't compete with that. Somebody needs to look around and say, no, 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 you can play with the truck, but you can't hammer everything around. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about? Parents, just help us out here, all right? We expect kids to be kids, and and we're grandparents, and we believe less in spanking the older we get. Amen. I didn't say we didn't believe in it. I said we believe less in it. All right? Somebody said their kids, they like to never got them potty trained because they thought, man, every time they went to the bathroom, they got spanked. You know, ah, please don't take me to the bathroom. <laughs> they got a spanking in the bathroom. Hallelujah. Amen. Parents, just do your job, all right, and we'll help you if we can. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, ever said amen? Amen. Amen. The sixth chapter, beginning at the 11th verse. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. If we ever needed a spiritual Holy Ghost move of God, it is now. How in the world could anybody settle for three songs and a sermonette, amen, and a little offering of some sort and go, how can you do that? Amen. We need a move of the Holy Ghost in our lives, in our church. Amen. Verse 13, wherefore take unto you, amen, because of all this wickedness, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace amen amen listen we need to do what we can do and we need to get our feet in a place where we can stand sure Amen. Because we do need some peace in our home and in our lives. Amen. Above all, verse 16, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication are all saints and everybody said amen. amen you may be seated God bless you amen I don't have time to get into all of these pieces of armor but we'll touch on a couple of them but I just feel like the Holy Ghost gave me a revelation about something here amen I just feel like there may be a piece of this armor that we might have left out now it's all there it's in the scripture but I just feel like that there's, we're, we're spiritual people. We believe in the supernatural. We believe in that God, according to his scripture, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, promised to never leave us, never forsake us. All right? We believe he moves in our lives. He speaks to us, talks to us in one way or the other. Amen. So, so uh, we, we, you know, we believe in the word of the Lord. It's forever settled. You can't change that. Now, we try to every once in a while. I've been trying to get fasting out of there for years but to prove that you can't do that anymore and all that's in the past. I hate it so much. Amen. But, but it's still all there. It's forever. See, you can believe it or not believe it. Brother Green brought this up in his Sunday school lesson this morning. You cannot believe in hell if you want to, but that doesn't change the fact that hell still exists. You cannot believe there. I don't believe in that in a hereafter. I don't believe there's a heaven. Well, you cannot believe that if you want, but it doesn't change anything. All right, amen. But 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 I, there may be that may be that we've left out 
a very, very vital part of this armor of God. Notice that all of this armor, amen, it is a it is for the defense. It, you can get all that armor on, and then you, you know, I'm, I got my head protected. I got the breastplate on. I got my loins girt about, and I'll just go through that just briefly in a moment. We get all of that on, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. We got all that right here. And then what do we do? We just hunker down somewhere and just let the enemy just bombard us and shoot the fiery darts and the arrows, but we're protected now. God did not give us this armor that we could just find us a spot somewhere and duck away and just avoid it. That helps, but we are supposed to go out and pursue the enemy. All right? Somebody pointed out that there's nothing on the back part of that person that's protected. It's all for the front. So if you're going to run, you may get an error, all right? If you're facing the enemy, you're protected, of course, then you have that shield of faith here. Amen. But, 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 but we're directed. Notice what the Scripture says. He directs us to put on this spiritual armor, all right? I mean, it's something we do for ourselves. It's another one of those choices, all right, that we have. We put it on, put on the armor of the Lord. How do, how do I do this? I need to start looking and figuring out a way to do this. A lot of this is by faith. Amen. This is spiritual armor. Amen. But we do it ourselves. Amen. Amen. And again, it's, it's about our defense. It's about our protection from anything that the enemy can throw at us. Helmet of salvation. Let's just look at that just a moment. We can be, we have to be able to think right, folks. And when you're dealing with the head, all right, hallelujah, amen. Our head, folks, is right where the enemy wants to be. If he ever gets in your head, he can put a little spirit of doubt, little spirit of fear, little spirit of condemnation, and on and on it goes. I, I, you know, and then you're a failure before you get started good. Hallelujah. He'll make you think you've been treated bad, whether you have or not. Remember, he is the father of lies. Somebody said, how do you know the devil's lying? When, he, when his lips are moving. Hallelujah. That's how you know that he's, he is the father. He told the first lie. He began to, he's good at it. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so he'll make you think. Oh, listen, sometimes we are treated bad. Everybody's been, uh, you know, treated ugly. and never, Somebody's been rude to every one of us in this room. But it's, it, it, you can dwell on that and you can build your whole life around that or you can just move on. And you, re, you realize that you're not the only one. Hallelujah. Amen. These kind of things happen to everybody. But some folks dwell on it until they die. Well, that's what the enemy does. Amen. You know what? We can claim we've been treated bad. Maybe we have, maybe we hadn't. I don't know. But, but, but sometimes we justify always being offended by it. Well, you don't know how they treat you. you know, it doesn't matter. It's like me when I was a kid and my dad making us, when I fuss with my brothers, we are fussing. He'd say, stop it right now. But dad, they say, I don't want to hear it. Anybody ever been there? Anybody have a parent like that? You know, he, he saw the bigger picture. I, but see, I was seeing my side. The Bible said every man's right in his own eyes. I saw that he hit me first, and I wanted to tell everybody that. I, I saw that he started it, but my dad didn't want anything. He just wanted it all to stop. Let me tell you, you get one person fussing and fighting, you got a problem, all right? All right? You got a problem. You know, we've made this statement for years. If Bill's got a problem with Joe and Bill's got a problem with Sue and Bill's got a problem. Listen, listen, Bill is the problem. That's how you have to look at that. There's some, everybody has situations sometimes. Everybody has issues sometimes, okay? If your name is Bill, I'm just using that here, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> Not picking on you, all right? <laughs> You, you're going to have serious situations sometimes. That's, that's be, but, it, but if some people just, every time you look around, they got a situation with somebody and, with, and they got a problem with They got an issue. Could you just be like my dad used to tell you, just be quiet. I don't want to hear any more about it. But you need to hear that. No, I don't need to hear this. 
just be quiet. I hate to say that because somebody will probably get offended. You know, just shut up and march. <laughs> We've got to get around this, this thing, and after we get around it, then we got to shout. But somebody ain't going to shout because they had their feelings hurt, and they justify this offended spirit. I mean, I'm talking about the helmet of salvation still. I've got to get on because I can't get to all these, you know, pieces of, uh, uh, you know, of stuff that, that we armor that we put on and going this slow here. Amen. But there's a spirit of distrust. There's a, why? Because somebody treated you bad. Now we're not going to, everybody's going. It, it, it's like Brother Chad with the $20 bill. It's a, it's a fake 20 You don't throw your whole wallet away because you got one bad bill in there. But that's what people do with preachers and churches because they were treated bad. But you know what? Somebody said it. Brother Green or somebody said it. People move to another church and they, they take that same spirit with them. They think it's the church. No, they're the ones that's the problem. And they take that same offended spirit and that hurt feelings and all this and spirit of distrust and anger and malice. Amen. All because of how a person thinks. So it's important. I used to tell people when you, while you're at it, getting baptized in the Spirit, go ahead and baptize your brain while you're at it. Hallelujah. Clean your brain. Clean all of that offense out. All of that stuff in there that will hinder you, the enemy will get in there and drag all he can right back up and he'll put it right out on the end of your nose. Somebody said amen. Hallelujah. We call it a negative spirit. Amen. You'll never be successful. That's what the enemy does too. Amen. You can't make it. You might as well just throw in the towel. You might as well just give up. Amen. The church is never going to have growth. We're never going to have revival around here. Amen. And the lies just keep on coming. And some people just keep on believing those lies that keep on coming. But I got news. Amen. For the enemy and everybody else. There's some folks here that believe. There's some folks who've been through struggles and been through just as much and more so than most people. I could pick some of you out right now. Amen. That just been through hell. Amen. On this earth. Amen. You've been through the meat grinder, so to speak. But I never hear a word out of them. No complaints, Brother Jerry. Nothing. Listen, that's a pastor's dream. Hallelujah. Amen. It's folks that got all kind of problems, but they just keep on showing up for church. They're here early for prayer. Amen. They show up in midweek at prayer time and, and Bible study, and they're here for everything. They, they sign up on the cleaning list. They sign up, amen, to cut the grass and do whatever. It doesn't matter. And you, and you would think they have no trouble, but they got all kinds of problems. They just don't make a big deal out of it. That's the key, folks. You don't let the enemy in there and get an offended spirit. I'm going to get off of that in just a minute, all right? Amen. In Genesis, the 13th chapter, 14th and 15th verses, And the Lord said unto Abraham, After Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes. Listen, there. It, notice, I don't think that just, you know, he just put that in there for the fun of it. After Lot had said, Lot was selfish. Lot was carnal, all right? Hallelujah. He said, now, Lot, after Lot had separated from him, he said, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, westward, amen. For the land which thou seest to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever. Hallelujah. I've always felt like Christians, apostolic Jesus' name folks, live far below what God has made available to us. I always felt like there's more. Simply because we refuse to see the miraculous power of God that is promised. You look, what it is, some folks are looking but they can't see anything. But there's always a separation. That's, a, that's, that's part of it right there. Amen. Remember the Old Testament's our schoolmaster? Abraham is the father of the faithful. First thing you got to do, come out. Amen. He left his family, left his home, not knowing where he was going. Amen. Walk of faith. Amen. But he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Amen. I don't see, amen, where I am here. It's kind of foggy about me, but I'm going to walk by faith. Hallelujah. Then there was another separation. Lot left him, and that's when God said, lift up your eyes. Listen, in the middle of your trouble, in the middle of the disputes, 
I believe God will let us lift up and look. But notice how the scripture said it. Lift up your eyes from the place where you are. Some folks feel like they can't have a move of God where they are. I've got to get adjusted. I've got to move to a new location. I've got to get somewhere, and that's where God, you know, that's another trick and lie of the enemy. Right in the middle of the mess that you're in, right in the middle of the pain, and the anguish. That's, I believe, what God is saying here. If you'll just lift up your eyes from the place where you are and you look every direction, God said, I'm going to give all that to you and I'm going to give it to your children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need some folks in these last days that will stand for what is right, not for what is popular. Amen. Not for what feels good. Amen. Not for what even always makes sense. Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest. Some folks, they ain't interested in hearing nothing good. They want to know what kind of problems you got. That's why you got to be careful. You got a problem. You do probably need to talk to some people about it. Amen. You need to probably get that off your chest. But you got to be careful who you tell your troubles to. Because some folks want to know just because they want to know. And it feels good. The worse it is, the more they like it. Hallelujah. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Hallelujah. Finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure. You know anything pure? You know anything just? Honest, hallelujah, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. That's where you put your brain, you put your mind, amen, hallelujah. Praise God, that'd be worth standing for right there. Ephesians, I'm going to give you scriptures here. Ephesians 6 and 14, have your loins girt about with truth. Listen, your loins represent your reproductive area, all right? Christianity, unfortunately, has produced all kinds of watered-down teachings that do not remotely resemble, amen, the doctrine and the teaching of the apostolic church. Does not, and we justify that somehow. We are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. This thing has been settled a long time ago, Amen. The foundation is still right there, and we have no right to change any of that. Amen. Hallelujah. I saw a little teaching. Uh, I don't know how little it was, but I saw a teaching lesson on the Internet the other day. I didn't, I didn't read it. I didn't want to go there, but I have before. Amen. The, the title of it, I saw the title with the guy behind the pulpit. It, the title was simply The Foolishness of Tongues. And I, I pretty much know what he's going to say. I just skipped on by. It's pretty bad, amen, when the Bible has so much about speaking in tongues in the Bible. I said earlier, amen, you go to a Baptist church, that's what you expect, a Baptist service. Catholic, Methodist, whatever it is, amen. This, we shouldn't be ashamed, amen, to teach what the Scripture says. If our spirit's right, now we can't hammer people and, you know, and bludgeon people with the word of the Lord. That would be wrong just with our spirit and our deliverance. We're not allowed to do that. We have to have a right spirit, all right? Our purpose and our reason is not to win the argument, but to win the person, all right, and save the person, amen. So our spirit has to be right, but we shouldn't be ashamed, amen, or back up any when we teach that there's one God and his name is Jesus. And we shouldn't, amen. But, but I know that we're... You know, we're classed as a cult if you don't believe in the Trinity. And I understand that, even though I can't see it anywhere in the Scripture. Amen. But, but you know, God said, you get back in Isaiah, back in the Old Testament, our schoolmaster. God said, there's no God formed before me. There will be no God formed after me. There's no God beside me. I did all this all by myself. You know, it's monotonous with God telling us that he created all of this by himself. We should not be ashamed to say that we cannot see a three-headed God system in the Scripture. Just because Jesus is praying to the Father, that doesn't mean there's God number two praying to God number one, all right? God had various manifestations, amen. Are we going to make a, fi a fire God because he came as fire? Uh, are we going to make a cloud God because he came? That's what God came in. He didn't have a body. 
God is a spirit. No man hath seen God at any time. But Paul said Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. Wasn't another God. No, nowhere in the scripture. He was God. Philip, Philip, if I've been so long time with you and you don't know me, when you see me, you see the Father. That's how simple it is. But, but, but we've learned a whole lot to, to, to be off in so many goofy you know, doctrines here. But, but the Bible did say in the last days men will call good evil and evil good. But we should never be ashamed of believing in one God. We should never be ashamed or never back up because, amen, speaking in tongues, it may just be, and I'm going to show you something here in a minute, it may be that that's part of that armor that we're leaving out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How do we fight and overcome false teaching? Verse 17 of Ephesians 6 the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. John 8.32, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Free of what? Free of all this stuff we've been talking about, all this negativism, and all this we're going to fall through, and, and we're not going to build the church, and I'm offended, and I'm hurt. And, and, you know, just join the crowd, folks. We all get wounded, and we all get hurt. That's part of life. Amen. Amen. But free of all of that stuff. Free of false doctrine. All right? Amen. No, notice we went from the defense and we went into the offense. Amen. We went from covering our head and our body and wielding the shield of faith to, to protect ourselves, to taking the sword of the Spirit. Amen. We, we, you know, we just went on offense here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, we have to have one other very important weapon in this fight. Verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Hallelujah. I'm, 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 I'm almost done, but I want us to get this part because I think this is going to be a, a tremendous help to every single one of us. The, the title of this message is The Whole Armor. Whole Armor. You know, when you go into a court of law, they say, if you're a witness... Do you promise to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth? The reason for that, if you tell a, not quite the truth, in other words, you leave out a little bit, or if you tell a little more than the truth, it becomes an untruth. Our law, which is based upon the Mosaic law, amen, our laws that we have, killing, lying, stealing, all this stuff, and even the judicial procedure, procedures here, it's built upon the Old Testament law. Hallelujah. And they know that. And so, but in religion, we just add a little and take a little out and leave a little and claim God spoke to us. You just made it a lie. You just made it an untruth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The whole armor. That's why Paul said that. Put on the whole armor of God. What if we leave off just one little piece? Amen. Could it be that after we carefully make sure that we get all this obvious armor on us and we get it all in place and that uh, actually we're still lacking something here? Jude 20, but you, beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith. Watch how he said this. How do you build your faith? Praying in the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? That means praying in the Spirit. What does that mean? The more I see this in the Scripture, the more I see that they're praying in another language. Praying in another language. Oh, wait a minute. If God moves on me, and I'll do that. Listen, there's things that we make decisions on. And I don't teach people how to speak in tongues. I'm not about to do that. The Bible said they spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. But see, we have to take the first step. It's a step of faith. It's like a plunge. It's like, man, I just don't know. You know but I, I don't know. You're the only one and God. You're the only ones that know whether you're honest or not. Are they hypocrites? Are there people out there speaking in some kind of language and say, yes, sure they are. For everything that's good and right and proper, there is a counterfeit. So you don't have an argument with me about that, okay? But, but just because they're counterfeit tongue talkers and Holy Ghost preachers, just be, that doesn't mean that everybody's a counterfeit. That doesn't take away the fact that there are some honest and real and genuine, all right, that go by the Scripture. Can I get an amen out here? Amen. Hallelujah. 
Amen. But they were praying in the Spirit. Paul said that in the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Amen. In fact, let me just go there, all right? 1 Corinthians 14, verses 14 and 15. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. But my understanding is unfruitful. In other words, I'm praying in the spirit. But my mind, I don't get anything out of it. It's just gibberish. It's just a bunch of stuff. Hallelujah. My spirit's fruitful, though. Verse 15. He asks the question. You know, it's funny how religions are either or. You either speak in tongues or you don't speak in tongues. They say, no, Paul is teaching. Not, there's not one negative thing about tongues in all of this whole two or three chapters here about the gifts of the Spirit. Not one negative thing. Paul is simply regulating or teaching the church at Corinth how to use and regulate this beautiful, wonderful gift that God gave us here. Verse 15, what is it then? In other words, if I pray in the Spirit, I'm not, my mind's not fruitful, but, but, but my spirit is. I don't know what I'm saying, but in the Spirit, I'm just doing some good things here. What, what do we do then, all right? And he answered his own question. I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. We'll do both. Is that possible? Can we be one of the, can we, yes, it's possible, all right? And I, I, I forgot, I forget about this, but he goes on to say, I will sing with the Spirit. Brother Ruck, when I first prayed back through and led my backslidden family in 1962, I thought they'd been backslid for 40 years, but, you know, it hadn't been that long, really. And, they, and my mom, when I began to speak in tongues in that altar as a 12-year-old boy, my mom fell on I didn't see this. Somebody else told me this. My mom couldn't stand it and fell on her face and began to speak in that heavenly language. Amen. God refilled her with the Holy Ghost. But I remember those prayer meetings, little room prayer meetings with 20 or 25 or 30 people crammed in that living room and dining room together. But I remember us praying and shouting and Amen. And speaking in tongues and gifts of, the, of, of tongues and interpretation and prophecy would go forth. But I remember Brother Green, my mom, breaking out in a, in a song in another language. The tempo. Now, my mom was, a, her family was like a very musical family. They were, you know, they could get on tempo and get on key and they could play instruments. And, and I, never, I never saw her play very much. Once in a while, she'd sit down to the piano and play, but she was musical. And she would break out, and there was people who thought that was really ridiculous and funny. And uh, even in our little congregation, I was thought, boy, I'd never. But I knew one thing. My mom wasn't a hypocrite. She was what she was, and amen. And she'd break out in, in a tongue that we didn't know what it was, amen. But, it w- but we recognized the, 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 the tune of the song. It would be something like power in the blood, but it would be in another language. Hallelujah. And I, but that's what the Scripture says right here. Amen. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding. I heard a preacher preaching that Paul could speak three different languages, and that's what he was talking about. When he would speak in those languages and witness to those people, amen, that's what he was doing. He was praying. He was speaking in another language. Where he, That's not one shred of Scripture to back that up, not one shred. Those are the same people that says on the day of Pentecost where they said we hear why, how do we hear this? We hear every man in our own tongue. That they were preaching the gospel. And if that's not true, if that was true, why in the world in Acts 2 and verse 37 did they finally say, men and brethren, what shall we do when they were pricked in their hearts? They did hear them speaking in their languages. They heard them praising. That's true. That's what the scripture said. But not one place did it ever say they were preaching the gospel to them. Because Peter and the rest of the apostles stood up Listen, this is a common doctrine out there. And there are good people who swallow this up because the preacher's supposed to know they were preaching the gospel. Since Now, I heard one guy say, I have this Chinese woman down the street. You speak in tongues? Yeah, I do. Well, let's just, let's, let me just, you just take you down to this Chinese lady or I'm going to get her here and let you preach the gospel. Somebody had given him false doctrine. That's not what tongues are for. But I was goofy enough to say, oh, go get her. Go get her. I witnessed to her. <laughs> we knew he was just lying. He didn't know a Chinese woman, you know. But I was—I bluffed him. Go get her. <laughs> but, but nowhere 
in the scripture did somebody, amen, speak in tongues in the spirit to win somebody to God. They preached in the language that they knew. Hallelujah. Amen. And every place, all kind of things happen, but there's one common thing that happened when people were filled with the spirit. They spoke in tongues. Even the first Gentiles that went, amen, Peter and his group, all Jews, remember, they had nothing to do, amen, with the Gentiles, and the Gentiles had nothing to do with them, but they ended up in Cornelius' house. Listen, he was an Italian. You don't go there. Jews and Italians don't mix. You talk about prejudice. A a church like this wouldn't have fit in during that time, that era. But, but God moved Peter there. And the Bible said Peter began to preach. And as he yet spoke, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them that heard the word. And, and headquarters heard about it. They called him in. What are you doing over there? And somebody spoke up and said, we perceive that they received the Holy Ghost as well as we. Because, listen, didn't say because they shouted. Didn't say they got a bunch of goosebumps. No, no, no. Because we heard them speak with tongues. And magnify the Lord. Listen, all kind of things happen. People shout, people weep. That's not a sign of the Holy Ghost. It could be, but the common sign is they spoke in tongues. And nobody had to interpret that, all right? They just heard them speaking in a language, amen, that they had never heard before. Could it be, let's all stand together. Could it be that this is a part of the armor that the enemy has helped us leave off. We come to pray, and we pray everything we can think to pray. We pray for everybody we think of. Good, that's good, that's all good. But it could be, could it be, Brother Jason, that the Spirit, you see, the Spirit, He knows. That's just another form of God Almighty. Hallelujah. He comes in the form of the Holy Ghost. When I say, there's times I'm praying, probably y'all hear me. There's times I pray by myself. I say, oh, Holy Ghost. I don't mean a third person of the Godhead that's been invented by the Catholic Church, built on paganism. I'm talking about God. When I say, oh, Holy Ghost, we need you today. Oh, Jesus. I just said, God, when you see me, you see the Father. (laughs) Father doesn't have a body. He doesn't have a throne. He doesn't have a white robe and a long beard. We put all that on him. He's a spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Almighty God. Hallelujah. In the form of Jesus Christ. In the form of the Holy Spirit. Moving in this place. Could it be? Amen. We got all our armor on. Amen. We've done everything the Word said. Amen. But yet... You know, there's there's things that we can't see and we don't even sense. We know nothing about it. But the Spirit knows all about it. Much less say something about it. Much less intervene to God and tell Him. We don't know what's going on. The Spirit knows. And if we would learn to yield our spirits, our flesh, to the Lord. and, And by the way, James said that tongue is the most unruly member of the body. It's the one we don't want to let loose. No, 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 no. Oh, I mean, listen, listen. James said that you could you could lock a man up, and he could still blaspheme God. You you controlled him by locking him up. Listen, Paul wrote his most powerful letters while he was in jail, incarcerated. Hallelujah! They didn't stop that pen. Hallelujah, Amen. But when God gets a hold of this tongue. It's like the bit in the horse's mouth. It's like the little helm on the ship in the rudder. It's a small thing, but it turns the whole ship. Amen. Listen, power of positive thinking people like Vincent Peale and and Zig Ziglar and Charlie Tremendous Jones and all the people who made millions off of the speech and the tongue. You know, if you start, you keep telling yourself and everybody that you're sick, I feel bad. You know what? They've proven you start, you will get sick. You keep preaching yourself, the preacher's against you. Church ain't doing too good. People don't like me in that church. After a while, you after a while you'll be right. We won't like you. I hate that kind of attitude. <laughs> Nobody likes me. Yeah, you're right. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> Brother Schwingo, we got to get a lot of people in here on that on that special day on the 21st, all right? Y'all excuse me a minute. I got to. <laughs> Those Congo people can fill this place up and the singing. Whew, we got to get that same group in here if we can. Can you do that for us? Get, get them in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a, there's a few myths about tongues. A few myths. Can I just deal with that before we get out of here? Hallelujah. Bless you, Sister Jan. Boy, y'all are paired right here. Y'all, y'all fit together good right here. <laughs> Hallelujah. That it's just going to hit me. Talked about it a little bit here Wednesday night. I'd do it if it had just hit me. Just I do it. I love God. Listen, I'm not saying it can't, it won't, but most probably it won't. You have to want it. You have to desire it so much. Oh God, I love you so much. I I, I can't put it in words. I can't say it in English. And you flow into that. You do that because you want to do it. I think we use offering. Somebody said. I'll give and pay my tithes if, you know, spirit of giving moves in here and I'll just, listen, God is not going to reach his hand in your pocket. Pull out your wallet and get the biggest bill you got in there. Uh, when, a, when the spirit of giving does come, you feel that sometimes and you just make a choice. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to, Write a nice, sizable check out to the building fund. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it doesn't just grab a hold of you and make you do it. That's how the gifts of the Spirit work. Neither does tongues just hit you in the top of the head. All right? The Bible said the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Oh, I see this in the Bible. Hallelujah. And I get to praying. I just flow right into tongues. And I start praying, and in my mind, I know I'm praying for situations. I'm praying for problems I don't even know exist. I'm, I'm bombarding hell itself. The devil don't know which way to turn. He's black and blue when we get done praying. And we're praying in the Spirit, and we don't know what we're praying about. By faith, we're winning in this battle. We're overcoming the enemy. We're blessing the house of God and the work of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Romans 8.26, Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us. Watch this. With groanings which cannot be uttered. Just out of curiosity, I looked in the NIV. You know what that means. That means the nearly inspired version. But anyway, it's good to get some more word. Amen. NIV says, the Spirit intercedes for us through wordless groans. Now, an intelligent person's not going to, oh yeah, sure. Here's what the Amplified said about that same passage. The Spirit himself intercedes on our behalf with sighs and groaning too deep for words. I've said this lately. I wouldn't do this for years, but I said it lately. Amen. When the prophet began to prophesy way, way back hundreds of years in the Old Testament before tongues came, he said, for with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to this people. Here's the second myth, that when I speak in tongues, I'm going to speak fluently. I think God put that in there the just so that we would understand because I've heard people say, it's just a bunch of... No, no, that's a Holy Ghost. You see a person let, let loose on something like that, you're like, you know, ooh, that's a Holy Ghost right there. I've, I've been to places, Brother Ruck, in the South, where they've been there and done that. All of them's the end of old age, and they've seen this during the Depression years. They've had the old elders get around, and somebody's in the altar trying to get the Holy Ghost, and they all and they got an elder or two right there, and they all...
I know the Bible said let the elders judge, but I'm on. I'm on, I still go down south. I still preach every once in a while. Then I'm like, I'm like, would you get out of the way and let God do what He? Whether you hear Him or not, if He claims it, if they feel like they got it, their expression changed. Amen, Sister Jan. I mean, their whole face lights up. I can look. I can look across a room. If I don't hear a word they're saying, I can tell whether they got the Holy Ghost or not. If anybody ought to know whether they got the Holy Ghost or not, it ought to be us. That's like I go to a doctor. Amen. All three of our babies are born. They told me they were born before I even got to see them. At least one of them. You know why I trust the doctor? Because he's delivered a lot of babies before. If I can't trust the doctor as to whether it's a boy or a girl and it's already been born and his wife's okay and the baby's healthy... Who can you trust? Listen, this is what we do. This is what we do. This is what we do. We don't need somebody coming up. Let me see. No, 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 no. They, they've got it. Don't worry about it. If they spoke, and I'm not, I'm not advocating this, what you do. People need a good case of it. You need to break loose in tongues. You need to talk in tongues a while. I'm understand, I understand that. But if they speak a few words, let me ask you, any of your babies born, they speak fluently? English, fluent English or Spanish or whatever. No, they don't. When they start going, nah, 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 they just, oh, look at him. He said, dad, dad, dad. No, he said, mama, mama. mama. <laughs> they said something. They tried to say something. I remember we need interpreters. I remember when uh, Pastor Chad was little and he would like look right at us and he would just be saying all, and we had no idea. My wife, our, our, we, none of us, we were like, and he'd be frustrated with us. He'd just be telling us. I mean, just looking right, you know, when you look you right in the eye, he's just telling us. I'm like, what, baby? We don't know. And Kyle is doing the same thing with us now at times. And Laura, our daughter, she'd come up, and we'd look at her. She knew exactly. Oh, here's, here's what he's saying. She'd know exactly what he was saying. She was our, she was our interpreter. <laughs> well, that's how it works in the spirit sometimes. Somebody break loose in the tongue. Amen. And the Bible said God will give you somebody an interpretation. If you don't have an inter- interpretation, just hold your, hold your peace because it's got to be done decently and in order. There is a, what I'm saying, folks, there is a place in God's church for the gift of tongues. Amen. There's a, there's a place for, to, for and, and it's so beautiful when you begin to see that. And this armor thing here, amen, I read the scripture. I need to read it to you again because some of y'all, some of y'all didn't didn't get that part of it. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me find it. Glory, Jesus. Verse eighteen. Y'all got that up there. Hallelujah. This is the same passage of Scripture. Praying always with all prayer, supplication in the Spirit. And watching there too with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. But praying in the Spirit. That's the cap on the helmet of salvation. The armor, amen, around your chest. Loins girt about. Sword of the Spirit. Shield of faith, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. You know, that's the that's the crowning, amen, piece of that furniture. That's praying in the spirit, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. According to Paul, that's praying in tongues. How long has it been since you went to prayer and you just prayed a while, and then you just flowed in to that? If if the Holy Ghost came on you and you spoke in tongues, that was the evidence of the Holy Ghost. Doesn't it make sense when you go back to the altar again and you pray? I'm trying to, I'm trying to help some of you win some battles. Maybe this is a reason that some prayers have not been answered for you. Maybe this is why some of you are in a struggle right now. It's a spiritual. It's something deep. It's something you can't see and you can't, you didn't can it. But the Spirit understands it. 
That's just what I'm trying to do. I'm not just trying to get a bunch of people gibbering around here. Amen. But when you go into prayer, amen. Listen, that, you don't turn this on and off like a light switch. I'm not preaching that. But you get in the spirit of repentance and you get close to God and fellowshipping with God. Listen, there will be something that will come upon you when the spirit comes. Amen. And you can, you'll have authority over it. And you can begin to speak and you'll feel the unction of the spirit. It's just like when you're preaching and you know you got it and God knows you got it and everybody else knows you got it. Just have a feeling like this is the right way to go right here. This is the this is a road to the trail we're on right now. Amen. And I want you to have victory. I want you to have power. I, listen, some folks hadn't had any joy. They got worried. They, they, they're fearful. They got, I can get around certain people and I can feel certain things. Like a chaotic spirit. Just, just chaotic. Just messed up. Unorganized. Just going 10 different directions. That's not the will of God. You settle your feet down. This is where God put me. This is where I am. Thank you, Jesus. I feel the peace of the Holy Ghost. That's the will of the Lord. And you get to praying in the Spirit, you can get every bit of that. You can win the battle in Jesus' name. Let's put our hands together in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. Amen. This is what we're going to do before we get out of here. I know I've preached a little while. Amen. But I want, I want the best for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As usual, I'm going to open this altar. But this one, don't just, just don't come until, until I tell you, tell you what I want you to come for. If you've not spoken in tongues lately, somebody said, well, I got the Holy Ghost 20-something years ago. You know, and I didn't, it's like the guy telling Somebody asked me, said, have you told your wife you loved her lately? He said, I told that woman 25 years ago that I loved her. If anything changes, I'll let you know. No, 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 no. You, you got you to tell your wife. You have to tell your wife you love her. And you know what? God, and God likes for you to tell him that you love him. Did you ever do that? Oh, Jesus, I love you. I'd, I'd be a mess without you, Lord. I'd be in trouble without you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. That's how you bring God near. It's a magnet. God can't resist that. Hallelujah. We can cross up on doctrine. I probably said some things that some of you disagree with. It's okay. But, but we start loving Jesus. We all start feeling Jesus. He can't resist that. Oh, I love you, Jesus. You know what? I can't resist that either. My wife can hold her hand out and after going on 48 years and I, I you know I can just have an ugly old bad spirit and she says honey I love you and I, I just melt and I'm like oh, it just does it for me like I love you too baby hallelujah it's one of those universal things amen God invented it God is love so I love you Jesus oh there's no God like you we'd all be in trouble without you Lord Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your long-suffering toward us. Thank you for your help, Lord. Thank you for forgiving us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You get that kind of spirit. You can just move into another language. Just move into another language. Hallelujah. The altar's open right now. Amen. The proper response will just be squeeze your way right up here. Oh, hallelujah. Invite a friend. Invite a neighbor. Come go with me. Let's go to the altar together. Get your wife. Get your husband. Say, come on, we need to go down there. We need to go to the altar. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Come on. That's it. Come on. Come move in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. You know, you know, right now, there's a spirit of prophecy. Anybody could, anybody could do that. I think we've pushed some negativism and some, you know, spirit attitudes. I'm just going to be miserable all my life and nobody likes it. I just, I think it, I just, I just feel good things. Uh, you know, Brother, Brother Jason, when you get to praying, you get to praying sometimes, it's just kind of a, you kind of get locked into a, it's a flow. And everybody I came in contact with from right in here all the way back, and I suppose it's that way too, it just felt like, oh, Lord, just good things. Just open doors of blessing and peace and strength and joy and revival. So I just can't, so I like to kind of feel like, if you'll allow me to let my faith work here, I like to feel like that's a flow that God wanted us in. It's going to be all right. We're going to come through this thing. We're going to be better people. We will have growth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We will be blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, somebody said, somebody said, but the enemy, the devil is working. Well, that's nothing new. Has there ever been a time when the devil didn't work? That doesn't, has there ever been a time when everybody agreed with you and everybody is in? No, no. There's always people, there's always the enemy sees to it that there's, if it's just one person, it's going to disagree. This is, so that's, that's the way it always is. But we can overcome that. We can come through that. All right? Be blessed in spite of it. Amen. There was doubters on the day of Pentecost, the birthday of the church. These people are drunk with new wine. You know, I love how Peter said it. He didn't say they wasn't drunk. He said, these are not drunk as you suppose. <laughs> They're not drunk like you think they are. They, they are drunk. They were drunk on that new, amen, that spirit, that new wine that God was given. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm, I don't know. I hope I can get some people to join with me to claim your blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. Coming through this. Sister Kay, every time I see you, I'm just thinking, thank you, Jesus. God's got a purpose. God's got a purpose. Let me explain one scripture again. Some of y'all heard this. I apologize for you having to hear it again, but some people need to hear this. The scripture says all things work together for them, you know, for the good to them who are called according to his purpose. You know the scripture, all things. Listen, this is what it did not say. It didn't say each thing. Because in the middle of all things, there's some bad things. There's some bad situations. And like, no, no. It, listen, all things. Once you get the bad, the good, the ugly, you know, all of it, and you put it all together. See, it's like a big puzzle. It's like my wife puts together puzzles during the holidays sometimes, and she's good at it. And I get frustrated with myself, and I get frustrated with her because she can put them in, and I'm over here looking. I'm looking, and she's putting those little ugly little pictures in there and they, you know, I'm like, I quit. I'm not doing this. I got better things to do with my time. But I'm, I'm like, why do they make that like that? It's part of the puzzle. <laughs> I want a big hammer to put it in there make it go in it, but it don't fit in there. Hallelujah. But once you get it all together, it's a beautiful picture. The ugly part, the discolored part, you know, the part that and that's how life is, and that's what he meant by all things work together. That doesn't mean all things are good and all things that you approve of. So, so when you do stumble, you you know, and you fall, and you, you fall in the ditch, and, and this or that, and you get sick, and then whatever it is that happened is ugly and bad. You know, you, you don't just think you throw it all away. No, no, no. This is part of the this is part of it. But when God gets it all together, it's all gonna be all right. It's going to work together for good. Hallelujah. Let's claim it. Let's claim the good. Amen. Bless you. Children's Church. Children's Church, I think, on uh, Wednesday night. Children's Church, bring your children. Amen. Always a good program, good thing here for the kids. That's Wednesday night. Uh, Prayer on Thursday night. Hallelujah. And Brother Chad's preaching on Sunday. Amen. And getting better, getting better all the time. Hello, they said it couldn't be done. 
Hallelujah. Amen. If you're not, if you're not locked in, if you not, don't, don't give yourself all these leeways. And, no, no, no. If you're not locked into the work of God, you, you're out there where the enemy can get a holy lock in. Amen. To whatever's going on. If it's the cleaning team or if it's the teaching Sunday school or whatever it may be. Lock